0: You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Shane Simmons here. And we're going to just take a moment here to say that today's episode is going to be, how should I put this? It's going to be so valuable to you guys. Um, If if you're half as excited as me, you're going to be like jumping out of your seat or jumping out of your car here ready to, to start implementing this stuff because we're going to be talking about getting more yeses out of your patients. We've done podcasts on this before, and we're going to continue to do podcast episodes of bringing in a variety of different experts on this subject, because I think that this is something that holds a lot of you back from really building the practice that you are wanting to build and dream of building. And so we're going to talk about that. How do you get your patients to say yes more often, and how do you get these bigger, bigger Cases that come in. And as you know, here at Crimson Media, well, I'm the CEO of that company. We're a dental marketing firm and we're helping practices drive high value clients or high value patients to their practice uh, through a variety of different mediums. And one of the things that, in order to get a great ROI on your marketing, you have to have a communication system in place in your office. And unfortunately, a lot of practices don't have that or they have one, but you know maybe it's, it's a little lackadaisical in some areas and it and just isn't as strong as it needs to be. And so if it's not as strong as it needs to be, then your marketing isn't going to be as strong as it should be either. And so that's why we're going to bring on Dr. Chris Bowman today to talk a little bit about you know, finding the finding the way to get the yeses in your office. And for those of you who don't know, Doctor Bowman, he is um, he owns Advanced Dentistry of Charlotte, so he's based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And he is, uh, I guess you could say, focused a lot of his time and, and a lot of his resources on helping other dentists and dental practices get patients to get more. Or I'm sorry, get dentists to get more yeses from their patients. There we go. That's what I was trying to go for, and what he has done, and this is really unique, and you're going to hear about this in the interview. Dr. Bowman was a psychology uh, major while he was a pre dental student, so he studied psychology, and so he knows how you know humans work a, l- a little bit, the best he can at least, because we don't ever fully know, but we have a good idea. And Dr. Bowman knew you know that he needed to figure out how to talk to patients. In order to you know get the more yeses and help more people out, and so that's what he's done. And we're going to talk about five different communication phases that you must go through, how much time you should spend on each of those phases, and why they're so important. And we're going to get to that in the podcast. And so you know, we're, I'm super excited for this because this was again uh, an interview that you know we we talk about developing patient relationships. And really creating a rapport, and you could tell that you know Dr. Bowman is really really passionate about this, as are you know many of you out there, I'm sure, because you want to get you know more patients. you want to get more high quality uh, cases, and and that's what's fun to do, and th- those are great things to do and, and build your practice on. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Dr. Chris Bowman and how to get more yeses from your patients. All right, so I'm excited to introduce my guest, Dr. Chris Bowman, and Dr. Bowman and I finally connected at the Voices of Dentistry conference back in uh, January of 2019, and we are excited to have him on the podcast because Dr. Bowman specializes in helping doctors and team members get more yeses by helping them develop the relationships with their patients, which, as we all know, relationship building is huge in the dental practice and getting more high-ticket cases and even some lower-ticket cases that could you know, evolve into more referrals and just fans of the practice. So we're really excited to have you on here, Dr. Bowman. How are you today?
0: Hey, Shane. I'm doing great. Thanks for that great introduction. I am absolutely thrilled to be here and uh, to contribute to your group.
1: Well, we appreciate it, and and first, you know, let me ask you. Uh, so, Dr. Bowman's based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and what's kind of led you to this point? I mean, obviously, you, know, you go to dental school. You you were a Tar Heel,
0: right? That's right. I'm a Carolina, North Carolina Tar Heel. Those of you that are out of state, um, out of North and South Carolina, you know, we, w- whichever state you're in. North or South Carolina, you call it Carolina. So, so uh, a little bit of a conflict here in Charlotte with it being on the border. But um, I like to refer to North Carolina as as Carolina, and then South Carolina, of course, is the other Carolina. But um, but that's okay, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah. So he's a, he's a tar heel, you know, through and through here. And uh, one of the, you know, you graduate from dental school and, you know, you're obviously, you know, practicing clinician, but tell me about this, you know, once you started becoming more of a a coach to practices, how did that all develop uh, over your time as a dentist?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And I'm going to back up a little bit if it's okay. And, and try to very quickly go through my process of even becoming a dentist. And, and, and how that feeds into this whole thing that I'm doing today with helping practices be more successful through communication skills. Um, when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a sportscaster. And, uh, you know, sportscasters, I, th- I thought that was the best job in the world. You go to the games for free. All you have to do is tell them what's happening and you're on TV. I thought that was great. I've always been interested in speaking and sharing information. And I saw that to be the ultimate profession for me. Well, I got hit in the mouth with a racquetball racket when I was 16. And the process of uh, having a shattered tooth number nine, and also going through the process of root canal, post and core, crown at age 16, with my dentist, of course, who I, I always liked, I had good experiences there. That got me interested in dentistry. So fast forward to college, and I, I got into UNC Chapel Hill as a freshman, and I'm thinking, okay, I've got to be a chemistry or biology major to be a dentist because it's a science, it's a profe- it's a healthcare profession. Well, I quickly realized when I looked at the curriculum that being a chemistry major or a biology major wasn't necessarily my first interest. Uh, So I started looking for other majors. And I found myself in a psychology class. And it was the first time I had ever taken a psychology class. I I was a sophomore at Chapel Hill. And I remember saying to myself, God, this is right up my alley, because I've always been interested, intrigued, and curious about why people do the things they do, what makes them tick. And it didn't really occur to me until then that I've always been one to observe other people's behaviors and observe other people's actions and, and be curious about what drives their behavior. And this psychology class was just perfect for me. So I immediately became a psychology major while still being pre-dental. And I got to tell you, Shane, there's nothing that has been better for me in dentistry than having that psychology interest and background because really when it gets down to it, we're obviously in a people profession. And uh, I think that is one reason why many dentists struggle in their practices because they assume that it is a science profession and, and even an art and science profession. And uh, I don't mean to generalize, but if you take a look at many scientists and professors and, and people that are, are deep into the science world, um, communications often is not their forte, mm-hmm. and if you also look at artists, artists who do some of their best communication through the artwork that they generate, many artists are not always the best communicators. Uh, their mind is abstract, and and it's hard for them to communicate sometimes. So I think of I found a, too <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> so I found a great match in dentistry, and uh, I begin to focus on connecting with my patients. And then I ran into another problem in my own practice. I'm gonna fast forward to being a dentist and opening my own practice in 1996. I was so eager to have this great successful practice. And back in the mid 90s, and the late 90s, the focus was on cosmetic dentistry. And uh, I was also eager to help my patients by correcting their dental problems. And, and the way we were trained in dental school is to present treatment or to tell patients what they need, so to speak. And uh, we all know by now that that system isn't the best system for communicating to patients. So I would, I would diagnose their conditions. I would, I would tell them what they need. I would uh, elaborate on descriptions of the dental treatment and how it helps them. And I would even describe the procedure and the process of going through the procedure, which is uh, something that I, I don't really recommend. Um, and I found out that fewer patients were accepting my treatment than I wanted and than I expected. And the, the investigation of that process is what led me to where I am today. (coughs) Excuse me. In other words, why do patients not accept the treatment that we all know that they need, that we know will, will benefit them? Why do they do things that don't make sense? In other words, it doesn't make sense for them not to move forward with the treatment that we know that will help them. It doesn't make sense for them not to do that, but continually we find patients who don't move forward with the treatment that will help them and research shows that it's not about the money Uh, only about 10 percent or less of the time is it about the money or the financial aspects of the treatment what it's really about is number one is failure to recognize the need or another way to put it is failure to recognize the nature of the problems that they have and then when you layer on top of that, the fact that most patients view dentistry and getting dentistry done, they view it as a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. They they view dentistry as something that they have to go through. It's a necessary evil, so to speak. In other words, if I were to ask you, Hey, what are you doing today, Shane? You might say, uh, well, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I got to pick up my kids from school and I got to go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this, this big pain that they've got to do. Yeah. And it's on their to-do list and all the associated fear and expense and discomfort, inconvenience, all that stuff. So the point is, is that if, if we can't get our patients to understand the nature of their problems and the nature of their conditions so that they understand that, then they're going to perceive going to the dentist as a bigger problem than the problems that we find with their oral health. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all things that have, that have appeared to me uh, through my investigation of, of, of some of the mistakes that I made in my own practice. And, and, you know, why did that patient not accept treatment? Uh, Where did I go wrong in this communication process? Where did maybe some of my team members go wrong? Where did we miss the boat here? And, and throughout that process of investigating and discovering I've developed a system uh, pretty much from the new patient phone call all the way through the patient relationship process that helps guide patients through our relationship with them so that they they have the best chance of, of uh, achieving the highest levels of oral health. And the only way they can do that is if we are able to present their conditions and problems to them in a way that they understand so that they're motivated to do something about it and accept our treatment recommendations, and then actually follow through with that. So, so that's kind of where I am today. And I will tell you that there's, there's no perfect system. Uh, I am by no means finished in my journey. <laughs> That'll never end. But uh, I, I've, I've come a long way in developing this process. And it's actually been able to help a lot of dentists and their team members around the country.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, that psychology background that you had obviously led to your curiosity. You didn't just focus on the the clinical side of, you know, the treatment and why they weren't accepting, because if so, you'd probably still be trying to figure that out today. But when you really start to try to understand people and how they think, I think that obviously led you down this this path, which a lot of people, again, just never, you know, never quite put their finger on it, because it is uh, it's tough. It's tough to understand people. We're very complex. So, with that being said, let me ask you. Um, you, you talk about the system that you you're developed and you're continually developing. What does that look like? You know, uh, if you can give us a little sneak peek of, you know, how does that work from, from the time the phone rings, you know, and and really making that first impression to maybe to the point where you know a treatment is actually presented to the patient, you know, in the office
0: sure um I'll give you a couple of a couple of examples uh The first one's going to be a little bit more of like a thirty thousand foot view of the process and um you know I've been very active on email forums over the years and now facebook groups and 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 over the years, I've been able to share my thoughts and my contributions and my advice on certain situations and About five years ago, uh, I was communicating on a on a Google group actually. And one of the doctors on the group said, you know, you want to teach this stuff. You want to teach this this communication thing because, you know, I, I've, I have one friend of mine who's a dentist and he said that he saves a lot of my emails because some of the things that I've shared are things that he started to use in his own practice. And, and I said, okay, well, if I taught the course, who would want to come? And a lot, of, a lot of the people on the forum said yes. So I started to develop this, this training course, uh, which at first was a one-day course, And I just called it the get more yeses communications course. And, uh, the feedback initially after the one day course was great course needs to be two days. (laughs) And, um, I appreciated that. So I developed the course into a two day format and the way the course works, Shane is, is we go chronologically from the new patient phone call or the first point of contact. And it may be through email nowadays, or it may be through, uh, even through Facebook, uh, or through Instagram maybe, the way someone who's a prospective new patient may contact our practice. So it goes through that initial point of contact all the way through to scheduling that first appointment, even the steps in between the scheduling of the appointment and the time the patient will show up to ensure that they will show up, uh, the process of that new patient appointment and the steps of that process that will guide patients towards accepting uh, the first stages of treatment or the first you know, the first steps of a treatment plan, uh, the financial arrangements, everything, uh, all the way through testimonials, reviews, every step of the process, insurance discussions, everything. So the course is structured chronologically. Now, to get back to your question about, about the actual process in a sneak preview, um, I've boiled down the, the at the chair communication to essentially five steps. And, and each of these five steps has to be done a certain way in order for them to be successful. And I've tweaked and played with this and, and I've tried to simplify it as well. So, so if it's okay with you, do you mind if I go over these five steps? Please. Okay, great. So the first step is what I call the connect, uh, phase. And and that's the very beginning of the relationship. Now the connect phase, uh, usually involves a lot of listening, um, I got asked this question a long time ago, you know, what's the, what is the most important verbal skill? And I kind of looked at that as a trick question. And my answer was the, the most important verbal skill is listening mm-hmm. at the very beginning and listening to what your patients are saying and what your prospective new patients are saying so that you can really understand what their motivations are. And, uh, again, not just the what, but also the why, um, so that you can connect with them on a deeper level. So the first stage is the connect phase. This is where we wanna find out what our patient's goals are, what their concerns are, what their fears and hindrances are, how they feel about themselves and how they feel about their smile and their oral health, um, where they wanna be and and what they feel the differences between where they wanna be and where they are right now. So that's that's the connect phase. That's where we do a preclinical interview. That's where we structure the new patient phone call in a way that gets to those answers. Uh, We want to find out what they're looking for in a new dental practice. Uh, Just that question alone on a new patient phone call will absolutely skyrocket the number of people that will actually schedule as a new patient just by saying, Hey, what's most important to you when you choose a new dentist that nobody ever asked that question. Uh, We always get all focused on what their questions are. and, And many times we even fail to ask them to schedule an appointment a lot of times we even fail to ask them their own name (laughs) when they call so these are all things that i go through the second step is what i call the discover phase now in the discover phase that's when we're doing our data gathering uh everything from period charting to the quick look inside the mouth uh, the relevant x-rays maybe a 3d cone beam uh, All of the of the data gathering. Uh, Oh, and by the way, the most important aspect of this entire process process is the clinical photography, Uh, Mm -hmm. taking expert digital clinical photographs of the full face, the smile, the teeth from all the different angles, uh, the occlusal views, the quadrant views. Uh, We take about 16 different photographs of every new patient, whether it's a consultation, a new patient visit, or even an emergency exam, we take 16 photographs, and we can do it in about five minutes, and those photographs will help us communicate with our patients like like nothing else. Um, So during the discover phase, we're gathering data, and I've trained my team very specifically to look for certain things that they want to make our patients aware of. So after that second phase, the discover phase, that's when we move on to the phase that I call the reveal phase. Now during this step, this is different than like the reveal of a new smile. This is when we're revealing to our patients what's going on inside their mouths. We're revealing the photographs and what they mean. Uh, For example, if, if a patient has some old silver fillings with some blue and gray shadows and maybe a couple of cracks in the teeth, Many times a patient doesn't even understand that that's a problem. They just know that they've had this silver filling in their mouth for 25 years and it doesn't hurt. So we have to be uh, more clear with them on what it really means when they see that photograph of their tooth with the silver fillings uh, or their teeth with the old fillings. By the way, I always recommend taking quadrant photographs and full arch, full smile photographs so that patients can think in terms of groups of teeth. I found that when we take pictures of individual teeth, like with an intraoral camera, patients begin to think in terms of one tooth at a time, and that can actually hinder our progress. So during the reveal phase, we're actually showing patients what's going on, showing them their conditions and the problems and elaborating on those to the point where they really understand. And, And to get right down to it, we actually want our patients to be uncomfortable with their current conditions if those conditions are problems now that sounds a little weird when you first hear it but why else would a patient want to go through the trouble of getting dentistry done unless they're uncomfortable with how things are Mm -hmm. and again that's where i said earlier that the perceived problem of going to the dentist has to be outweighed by their perceived problem of what's going on inside their mouth they have to say gosh i want to get rid of these problems otherwise they're not going to do anything yeah, exactly. And I'll go ahead and go through the process. I'll, I'll invest my, my time, my money, and, and my resources to get this done because I know it's going to be better for me to do it. So uh, I'm skipping to the fourth phase, which is what I call the resolve phase. During the resolve phase, that's when the team member or the dentist will share with the patients what the solutions are for their problems or for their conditions. Now, again, I'm leaving out a lot of details, Shane, just to be quick, but it's really important to understand two things. The first thing is that in over 90% of the practices that I visit, I'd say probably over 95%, the doctors and the team members, they jump to the resolve phase way too fast. In other words, they move to the treatment recommendations. and They spend all this time talking about treatment and how it's going to go down and the process and and, and what it's going to look like. And I I, I call this leaving, leaving patients behind at the problem. They've been left behind at the problem. So you can talk to them all day long about your crowns and veneers and dentistry and whatever you do for them. But if they don't believe they have a problem that needs to be resolved, they are not going to move forward with the treatment. So it's really important. The second thing is that you must present the reveal phase well enough, and you must spend enough time on the reveal phase and not move on to the resolve phase unless the patient really understands what's going on. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so we want to make sure the patients really understand the nature of their conditions and problems uh, and, and that they also understand where things are going well. I want to want to make sure that I emphasize that it's important to tell your patients what's going well and what looks good, as well as what may not be going so well, uh, because patients sometimes get that sinking feeling if all we do is talk about their cavities or their problems. So this will allow patients to feel good about what's going well, but also be concerned about what's not going well. And when you can connect, when you can connect what's going on inside their mouth to their, their stated goals of how they want their oral health to be and say, hey, Shane, you know, these these teeth over here, this situation isn't going in the direction that you shared with me earlier when you said you wanted to have, you know, optimal oral health. These situations aren't going in that direction. And if they are allowed to continue, then, you know, bigger problems can develop. So you want to elaborate on those problems and conditions to the point where patients want to resolve them then you move on to the resolve phase and and once you've done that finally you can move on to what i call the close and that's a really simple phase that has to be done at the end and many times that's left out mainly because team members and even doctors are afraid to hear patients say the word no so they they oftentimes fail to ask the patient just a very simple question you know if we're able to work out the financial details are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to get started? Um, would you like to resolve these issues? Uh, assuming we can work out the financial details. And, and that's a very simple question to ask, but it's absolutely critical that, that the close happens. And I believe that that needs to happen in the clinical part of the practice in, in the back, as we call it, versus at the front. I used to make the mistake of believing that my front office people were responsible for closing cases uh, and that was a huge mistake because I would, I would not ask patients if they're ready to move forward. We just bring them up to the front <laughs> and I would expect the people up front to just close the deal. Yeah. And What I didn't realize back then was that I hadn't really done a good enough job explaining the problems and the conditions so that patients understood them. Uh, we would just say something like, well, let's go ahead and go up front now and, and get this scheduled. And I would just kind of assume And the patients still had questions in their mind. And since we didn't inquire about those questions, many times they would never ask the questions. And it gave them a good opportunity to avoid the care.
1: Yeah. And these are like golden what you just uh, gave to our listeners here. And again, if, if you look at this from a high level view, you can see the, psych- the psychology behind each phase, because you have to get that person invested in it themselves before you start talking uh, you know about you know, solutions and all these things, you have to figure out the why right off the bat. you have to listen to the patient, you figure out again in that discovery phase, you know you 're gathering the data you 're doing the expert you know, like the digital photography I think is so necessary, and i 'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, because it really does give you some extra tools uh, to to use and show to your patients. And then, you know, the reveal is super powerful. This is like everything that you we kind of talk about with our team when we're talking to new dentists too, and, and a dentist is not happy with their practice and they're not happy with, you know, the growth that they're seeing or not seeing. And we go through these same steps as well. And I think this is just kind of a, a universal rule of you have to be able to listen the person you're talking to figure out what is it that's really you know going on and explain it to them before you even move into solutions because again like you said many you know dentists they're moving into solutions and thinking clinically way too fast and they've lost the patient behind
0: that's right and and what they're doing Shane is they're just going back to what they were trained to do in dental school um yeah you know I thought back about that and and you know, any dentist understands this completely. You know, when you're in dental school, you've got the the instructor there, the professor there, and he's going, okay, doc, you know, they always used to call you doc kind of jokingly because <laughs> you're not one yet. <laughs> they say, okay, doc, what's the problem? And you look at the x-ray, you look at the patient, and you diagnose the problem. And, and that's step one. And then step two is, okay, what's the solution? What are you going to do? And you've got to come up with the treatment options and the solution. And then the best treatment option is what you recommend and 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 the patient in dental school settings rarely if ever says no and they don't say no because they have to wait a long time to, to become a patient because they save anywhere from 70% to 80% off the regular fees <laughs> for dental care yeah. so they are not going to say no and and you just immediately go okay here's the problem here's the solution and then as a dental student and even a new dentist you're focused on the process. You're focused on how do I get this crown done? What steps do I need to to go through to get this filling done and do a good job for the patient? So when we say things like, I mean, how many times have you heard the phrase, educate your patients? We hear that all the time. And I'm a firm believer that we need to educate our patients. However, we don't need to educate our patients the way we were educated. (laughs) That's the mistake. So dentists will educate patients and and team members will educate patients the way we were educated. So the analogy I would give you would be like a travel agent. Uh, I've always said, if dentists were travel agents, no one would ever go on vacation (laughs) because what we would do is saying, if you came to me and I'm a travel agent as a dentist and you would say, I want to go to Hawaii. And I would, I would take a look at you and I'd say, well, actually you need to go to uh, you know, you need to go to Canada. (laughs) <laughs> you know? and I'd tell you what you need instead and then I'd say well here's how it's going to go down you're going to get in your car with all your luggage you're going to get caught in traffic on the way to the airport and then you're going to have to wait in a long line of security uh, one of your bags is going to be too heavy it's going to cost you 100 bucks, and then you're going to have to wait on your delayed flight and then when you get there your bag won't be there so then you're going to have to wait another day for your bag to be there and and then when you get to the hotel your room won't be ready when would you like to go? yeah you know, so yeah. we we explain the process of getting dentistry done, which most patients perceive to be uncomfortable. Uh, instead, what we need to focus on is how the procedures and solutions that we provide, how they correct our patients' dental conditions and problems, and how they how they make our patients feel better, and how they enhance their lives. and And those, you know, we refer to those, of course, as benefit statements, but. That needs to be focused on instead of the actual process. And when we can back away from the process uh, and and focus on the the results and then connect those results with their long-term health goals, that's where we can really achieve some success and acceptance.
1: Yeah, it's like skipping the, you know, I'm a big sports fan, so for all you sports fans out there, it's like, you know, if you skip the the connecting and the 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 discover and, and that reveal phase, it's kind of like an analogy is you're kind of like going, you know, you're learning how to dunk before you can even dribble. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. Like you're missing that whole the process that's gonna take you to the rim. Uh, you know, you, you can't close the deal, you can't get the dunk if you don't know how to dribble uh and get there. And I feel like that's you know, that connect, discover, um, and the reveal and just kind of why that's so important. So with that being said, let me ask you this, um, you know, you, you went over each of those and obviously we condensed those down for the sake of time. Sure. But as far as like the time that you invest as a, as a doc, uh, you know, what's that look like? And, you know, is this, you know, more for your, your, obviously your high ticket, like, you know, implant type cases or, you know, what's the time typically that you block out to invest in, in this whole process?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, you know I haven't actually added that up to a hundred percent, so I'm going to give you rough numbers, okay. um, and we'll, let's just hope that they add up to a hundred. About that, <laughs> um, so let's start with the connect phase. You know, the connect is pretty quick, and it's it's perhaps the most significant part of the process, though, because that's where we can begin to link our findings with their goals, and if we ne- if we never ask them, then we will not ever know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I would say about 10 to 15% of our time is spent on that connect phase. You know, that's the new patient interview. That's the new patient phone call. That's our our initial uh, information gathering about what makes our patients tick, what's important to them, what they want to avoid, what they want to achieve, whether it be with their smile or their oral health, uh, their teeth or a tooth, whatever their perceived problems are and so on. Let's just say 10 to 15%. Uh, The discover phase, I would say that takes about 10 or 15% of the time as well. Uh, That's the clinical photography, the periodontal charting, the clinical exam. Uh, One important thing that I call the quick look, and, and the quick look is something that a team member does with a patient because usually a team member is the first one to see a patient. And the reason why we do the quick look, again, psychologically, is I want the patient to immediately understand why we're getting ready to do the things that we're getting ready to do. And this is a huge missing link in dentistry and in medicine for that matter. I mean, how many times have you gone to a medical physical and they call your name and bring you back and they just start doing stuff? They just, they weigh you and they maybe check your body fat, your BMI. Then they start at, then they start um, taking your blood. They don't even tell you why they're taking your blood. They just stick <laughs> a needle in your arm and you're, you know, some people might go, well, why are you doing all this? Yeah. That's what our patients do. So if we bring our patients back and we just start taking x-rays and just start doing this routine stuff, that's why patients will often say, uh, I don't know if I want x-rays today. And because we never told them why we're taking them in the first place. Right. So instead you do the quick look and the team member would take a look around and what they're looking for is potential problems and conditions and team member may say hey Shane based on what i'm seeing here i'm going to recommend that we take these specific x-rays today i'm also going to take these specific photographs because i know the doctor is going to need to see these things and we're also going to show you so that you can see your teeth the way we see your teeth and when you present things that way and you give them a reason to do the things you're getting ready to do then the patients totally understand and they buy in yeah. and, and on top of that uh, they're beginning to, you're beginning to alert them already that you see some things you might be concerned about. So instead of you just doing things and not giving them a reason, now you got a specific reason. And here's the funny thing. It's the same stuff that we would have done anyway. You know, it's usually the same x-rays it's the same photographs, but by giving them specific reasons for them, it personalizes it and customizes it for them. So Uh let's see, where did I leave off? The discover phase. 10 to 15%. So let's say we're somewhere between 20-30% right now. The reveal phase, as you might imagine, that is like 50%. That's a huge phase. Now, when I talk about this, uh I I I want to include several things. I want to include the you know, sitting patients up to show them the photographs and show them what you're seeing and then explain what that means. Uh, In our practice, we even show them photographs of other patients' teeth that have similar conditions and situations. For example, many many dentists think that showing patients before and afters of their beautiful crowns and fillings are going to get patients to accept dentistry. It may work sometimes, but if a patient doesn't understand that there's a problem underneath their fillings or crowns, they're not going to move forward in most cases. So what we do instead is instead of showing them just the before and after picture of say, a a tooth with a really old filling and then the next picture is the tooth with a new crown on it that's gorgeous. We show them the during picture as well as the before and after. Mm -hmm. The during picture is the photograph that we took of the teeth after we remove the fillings or the old dentistry, but before we we remove the decay underneath it all. So they actually get to see the problem as it exists. And when we do that, patients immediately respond, often visceral response, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's going on inside my tooth. And when we do that, that's when they understand why we're doing what we're doing. So the reveal includes that kind of stuff, as well as a development of, you know, what's going to happen to your teeth if we don't move forward? You know, what, how are these problems going to persist if we don't move forward. So that reveal phase takes at least 50%. So let's say that we're at about 75, 80% total right now. Uh, The resolve, let's just give the resolve a value of about 20%. About 20% of our time on the resolve. This is where we're talking about the crowns and and the fillings and the veneers and the smile makeovers and sleep apnea, oral appliances, things like that. Uh, it, It is important to discuss what we can do for them. Not necessarily how we do it, but what we can do for them and what it's going to mean to them when we get this done for them. How is it going to help them? How is it going to benefit them? Um, A very important question to ask patients in the connect phase when they start talking about what they may want to fix is a question that's similar to how has that affected you? So if it's a patient who's in pain or if it's a patient who's uncomfortable with their smile, maybe they're embarrassed to smile. A very important question to ask is, gosh, how has that affected you? And that's when they begin to get into their emotional pain and discomfort. And then when you go into the resolve phase, you can connect it back with that. You can say, you know what? When we treat your smile, when we do this smile makeover for you, it's going to absolutely change the way you feel about smiling. And you're going to be able to smile with both hands free because you're not going to cover your mouth anymore. You know, how would that make you feel? So, you can connect that with their goals, and then finally, the close literally the close is five or ten percent you know that 's just the simple question: Are you ready to get started and and that can only be done after all of those other steps are developed. Does that make sense yeah
1: yeah that's that is the you know usually you know you don't have to put as much time into that because you you've Pretty much presented the case. You've you've showed them the issue. What's going to happen? You know, potentially if they that they don't fix that. So the close is kind of it should be kind of the easy part at the end. Am am I wrong?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Usually, Shane, if if the reveal phase is done properly, then the resolve and the close become almost automatic. And and again, most dentists focus on the resolve phase. They focus on. And you've heard it a million times. How many times have you heard the phrase case presentation, Mm -hmm. presenting treatment, gaining treatment acceptance? The focus has always been on gaining acceptance of treatment. Now, we do the same thing. We gain acceptance of treatment. But I've always said this, if patients don't accept the problem, they will never accept the treatment. So you got to be able to present the problem in a way that motivates them towards accepting and not only accepting, but requesting the treatment. So we usually don't even move on to the resolve phase until the patient says something like, man, what can you do about this? You know, how do you make this problem go away? That's when you can begin talking about treatment, because if you go too quickly, you're going to leave them behind at the problem
1: absolutely so i sort of recap that for all of our listeners out there the five the phases that dr bowman has laid out for us the connect phase the discover phase the reveal phase the resolve phase and then finally the close and that that is uh that's a great formula if you got to start practicing that we've got the the percentage here written down you know we'll, we'll make notes of that so that we can make sure that you guys can uh, start practicing that and seeing where your time's actually currently being spent and if you're even skipping some of these steps and what you need to do to, to fix that problem uh, dr. Bum we're running out of time here, but uh, please tell me you know this has been a really awesome interview and informative for for I know all of our listeners out there if uh, somebody is wanting to you know reach out to you uh, you know learn more about your course and just maybe uh, you know, have a conversation with you. What's the best way, uh, Dr. Bowman to, to get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a couple different ways. Um, the best way to contact me personally is to just send me an email. Um, it's, it's Chris, C-H-R-I-S at dentalinsiders.com. Chris at com. If you'd like to email me, um, anyone that, that is connected with me on Facebook. You can certainly look me up. Uh, Chris, there are a lot of Chris Bowman's out there, believe it or not, but, uh, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. My dental practice is advanced dentistry of Charlotte. Um, you can find me, um, through Facebook, also through Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Charlotte cosmetic dentist. And I've also got another Instagram handle of, of just dr Chris Bowman. So, you can find me that way. And then, anyone who may be interested in my Get More Yeses communication course, you can find information about it at this website. Uh, the website is buy tickets, and that's B U Y, so the word buy tickets. And it's buytickets.at, forward slash yes course. So, that's Y E S C O U R S E. And Shane, I'll send you the link so you can include it in the show notes Um, at that very simple website. That's where you can learn information about my communications course, as well as dates and locations
1: wonderful and yeah all you listeners out there don't worry if you're driving right now trying to get that down all you have to do is go into the show notes of this podcast uh look where it says get more yeses course and all you gotta do is click on that and that'll take you right to the page so don't worry about that dr bowman thank you so much for being on it this was awesome i mean i really am excited now to all the listeners out there i'm sure you would say this the same thing but we're challenging you you gotta you gotta figure out right now where where are you at are you hitting all these phases? Many of you probably are not, and you probably will admit that. And now it's time to start implementing these phases in and start really practicing that so that you can get this system down. And that's what Dr. Bowman's for. So reach out to him, find out more about his courses, follow his uh, content on social media, and uh, he will be a great resource for you. And Dr. Bowman, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. This was awesome.
0: Hey, thanks, Shane. I really enjoyed it. Love sharing. And anyone that I can help, uh, just have them contact me.
1: How awesome was that. So again, kind of in 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 summary here, you know, those five phases. Connect, discover, reveal, resolve, close. Don't go for the resolve way too early. You know, don't go for the close way too early. You gotta spend your time in that connect, discover, reveal phase and let all of those pieces fall in. And again we just covered a very 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 small amount of the content here that Dr. Bowman teaches and so i really encourage you if you're really wanting to invest in your practice for the future and get more yes cases you know the this course could pay for itself very very quickly with just getting the right case acceptance coming in, and so I encourage you to take a look below down in the show notes, and uh, if you want to g- learn more about the Get More Yeses course, uh, just click on that the link there. Get More Yeses course, and that will take you there. We'll kind of show you some of the different courses that he has coming up, and then also connect with Chris at uh, his email address, which I will have below here in the show notes as well as Chris at insiders dot com. You can also get him. On Facebook and Instagram, Chris is a great guy. He knows his stuff, and he is a true leader in this industry, and I can't encourage enough to go meet, uh, you know, connect with Dr. Bowman and and meet him and and figure out how you can utilize his expertise to help your practice. And of course, this podcast is always sponsored by Crimson Media Group. We're a full-service digital marketing agency helping dentists build freedom in their practice, through proven online marketing, go to crimsonmediagroup.com to see how we can help your practice grow. Full transparency, results, case studies, all of that good stuff to show you that we are the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. We will be back again here soon where we are helping dentists grow their dental practices. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening.